Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Hello and welcome everyone to today's podcast. My name is Jen Lozano and I am your host for today. I have a very special guest joining me today. One of my dear friends, Ann Stevens, you might know her as the superstar who gives that incredible talk. (laughs) She's cringing, sorry. She gives that incredible talk in the Freedom in Christ Conference, Staying Free, and she is one of our e-course instructors. She's actually teaching an e-course right now, and you see her at most of our conferences here in the Philadelphia area. So I am so happy to have you join me today, Ann. Welcome. Thanks, Jen. It's so fun to be here. Love to get out of my house. (laughs) You've been getting out of your house a lot. You've had a busy fall. (laughs) I have. I have. Yes, it's great. All good stuff. She only has one at home still, but lots of driving, right? Unbelievable amounts of driving, but it's what I signed up for. Thank you, Lord. It's awesome. Lots of time with my, my favorite youngest son. That's awesome. Her favorite youngest son happens to be a very good friend of one of my children. So they are good buddies. Hang out a lot, as are Anne and I. (laughs) So Anne and I are looking forward to this conversation today. I think it's going to be a blessing to you. I think especially as she's in the middle of teaching one of our basic e-courses. So that's a plug for checking out our e-courses. They're so incredible. But something that comes up a lot is the discussion around listening in an Unbound session. And so we're going to spend some time today just talking about listening and hopefully answer some of the burning questions you have about listening. But I think maybe where we're going to start today is a concern that we hear very often in our training, whether it's in an e-course or training at a conference. But how do you listen and hear all the hard stories and hard things that people bring to the table when they come for an Unbound session? And so Let's start there, Anne. How would you respond to that question? Yeah, well, many ways. One, of course, is God's going to give you grace, the grace you need in the moment in the session. But I was thinking through when someone shares something that seems hard or overwhelming to you, we kind of have three ways that we can respond. There's probably more, but this is the way I like to think about it. So one way is I can have a fearful response. Fear can rise up in me as I hear some kind of horror story. And I may even be unaware. It might be a, some deep fear like, oh, my gosh, this might happen to me. Um, or maybe just it just seems like a horrifying story. You have this kind of fear response. Another way you might respond would be kind of the flip side of fear, which is pride. And you might start comparing yourself a little bit and think, oh, well, I would have never done that. Obviously, those are not the ways we want to respond to someone bringing difficult stories to us in Unbound, because we're going to hear a lot of difficult stories. And the third way, of course, is that middle road, that the way that the Lord would respond, which would be that compassionate gaze towards the person, where I'm able to listen to these difficult things and not be fearful of what they're telling me or be proud and judgmental about what they're telling me. Mm. It's good. How do you avoid the first two, the pride or the fear? How do you really, 
work to avoid those things when you head into an Unbound session. Mm. As with so many things in Unbound, like knowing your own soul and (laughs) working on your relationship with the Lord, your connection with the Lord, it's just primary. I mean, it's the basis for everything in our life, right? And so, of course, taking that time before a session doesn't even have to be that long, but to turn to the Lord, to repent of your own pride, your own fear, your own insecurity. And I'm thinking about that scripture from Matthew, Matthew 7, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And that just speaks so much to understanding who we are before the Lord. When I know my soul, when I know what I've been forgiven of, and I've received in faith the great mercy that Jesus has for me, I'm not going to be surprised by things I hear. When people Mm -hmm. share ways that they responded that maybe are different from the way I would have responded, I still know that I would be capable of that response, right? I would be capable of that horrible thing that the person did. I'm not better. Like, it's in me. That brokenness is in me, too. And that helps me listen without judgment, right? And I can have compassion on the circumstances that led to the person responding that way. That makes me think of the talk that Father Boniface Hicks gives on listening. I think it's called transformative listening. And he talks about understanding our own poverty, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love that word. And that's really what you just described, Anne, is like just recognizing our own need, Mm -hmm. our own lack, Mm -hmm. our poverty, and how we need the Lord as you mentioned, and are capable of every single thing that a story might bring to the table. Mm -hmm. But I also, I think there's something about that too, that just, I imagine like if we all took that position where we lowered ourselves and humbled ourselves before an unbound session, just made ourselves little, it really positions you to, one, rely on the Lord, Mm -hmm. but also two. To receive the person in front of you. Yes. Yes. And to receive the Lord, right? Understanding that there's nothing he can't forgive if we bring it to him. As Corey Tenboom said, there's no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. Mm. There's nothing in this person's life that they've done or have experienced done to them that is outside of the reach of the love of God. And when I know that, then I don't have to be fearful of the horrible things in their story, and I don't have to remove myself from it, right? And I can come out of myself, right, in that compassionate gaze, which is part of making yourself little, is I'm not looking at myself, I'm looking at the person before me, and I'm looking through Jesus's eyes, and I'm looking with Jesus, And so here's the person before me telling their small story, right? We always talk about the small story and the big story. Here they are telling their small story, but I'm looking at them with the compassion of Jesus. But since I'm looking through Jesus's eyes, I'm also seeing the big story that they're moving in. And that's what enables me to help them move through that small story out into the larger story. 
it's funny hearing you share that. It reminds me of how I feel typically when I'm in an unbound session mm-hmm. is I feel like a cheerleader because mm-hmm. it's almost like you can see the finish line before they can. And and that's really coming alongside of someone. But like, I always feel like a cheerleader, like, yes, you can, do, you know, they're sharing their stuff, but I'm like, this is awesome. Exactly. You, you can do it. You can forgive. Like, it's going to be glorious, right. you know? Right. So. Sorry, I got it. I got to look excited no. there. <laughs> the big story. It's so good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get in the big story. Yeah, I love that. That's so great. So, uh, sorry, I'm still kind of stuck on the like pride and fear thing, but like, do you have some practical pointers on how to listen? I think particularly without judgment, what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than the praying beforehand yes. and getting your heart right. So. When I'm listening to someone's story, I may have some very human reactions to what they're saying, some interior reactions, but I'm going to put those aside because it's not about me in this session. It's about being present to the person. So I work on just really focusing on the person, which is simple as maintaining eye contact, even while I'm taking notes. You know, my head goes down to write a couple words, a few words, and then right back up to be engaged with the person. I'm usually leaning forward, which communicates interest and concern for them. Sometimes if you're tempted to be afraid or judgment, you might find yourself like leaning back in your seat and don't do that. You know, that slight lean forward actually communicates interest and engagement and the eye contact is important. And then be, try to be a little bit mindful of your facial expressions, right? If someone shares something that you find shocking it would be better to not, you know, drop your jaw and go, <gasps> you know, obviously that's an exaggeration, <laughs> but just to be slightly mindful of what's coming through your facial expressions and to stay neutral when you can, express compassion. Yeah, so just those those little things, really doing the work to be present to the person, to be looking at them, to be listening, to be doing your best to put aside thoughts of yourself and distractions about yourself that come up. Yeah, it's interesting because there's almost this this nuance of being Mm self-aware, you know, so know who you are and know what your face looks like Mm -hmm. when it's at rest, you know, (laughs) like does it look warm and inviting, but also not being self-focused. So Mm -hmm. not being hyper-focused on yourself. You really do want to just be engaged and invested in the person in front of you. So there's a little bit of a nuance there Mm -hmm. of... Mm -hmm having a little bit of both, you know? Yes. Yeah. You do want to be aware of what's going on within yourself because you're also listening to the Holy Spirit. We were talking earlier about how it's really an art being able to listen to someone well, right? And an art is something that requires practice and failure. That word practice gave me such encouragement because I'm like, okay, I don't have to have it totally figured out right now, Mm -hmm. and I can learn and Mm -hmm. I can grow in this area, Mm -hmm. which I'm really glad. I actually had a bad experience a couple years ago. I was praying for someone, and I thought I was trying to redirect them in their story because they were sort of kind of circling around the circumstances of their story and not their response and how they responded to the circumstances. And I saw this happen. Like I physically saw this happen. I tried to redirect. And I think I asked the question like, well, what was your response to that situation? And I could physically see the response in this person of almost like a wall going up. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we continued on in the interview process and it was about time to move towards prayer. And I finally said something like, I noticed that something changed as you were sharing. And the person told me, they gave me feedback saying like, I felt really unheard when you did that. And so it was really a learning, an opportunity for learning for me, just being self-aware of my stuff of, you know, I'm that administrative busy, rushing through things, and had I rushed her too much? Because mm-hmm. redirection is important in an unbound mm-hmm. session. And so let me ask you that question, Anne. How would you redirect someone if they're going down a rabbit trail that they don't need to head down, but in a way that still is engaging and actively listening to them? That's such a great question. And it comes back to this idea of it's an art listening, because you want to give that balance, people need to tell their story. It must happen. Someone needs to hear what they've been through, and they need to be loved through that. And it's funny, I often err on the side of letting people talk too long, and I struggle to redirect. And sometimes my sessions go too long because I'm so slow to do that. See, different ways to do Unbound. (laughs) But some of the tips, if someone is stuck telling the circumstances and they kind of keep rehashing it, if you're engaged with them, you can reflect back to them. Even something as simple as, wow, that must have been really difficult, Mm. or it sounds like that was really painful to you. Mm. And that's just part of having your compassionate gaze on them, your focus on them, seeing them as Jesus sees them. You know, like, wow, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's actually a phrase I use all the time. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And when, they, when they've told their story and they've received that validation of their experience, then you can move to, you know, that must have been really difficult. I'm so sorry that happened to you. How do you think you responded to that? Mm. Right? So it's a little bit of a more gentle redirection. And again, it's not, I can't give you the list of, maybe someone else can, but I can't give you a list of like, These are the five signs that it's time to redirect someone or turn them in a certain direction. But it's just trusting the Holy Spirit to help you listen and just loving the person, like seeing the person before you, loving them with the love of Jesus. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Anne, but have you ever had a time or an experience where you felt really listened to and what what happened there? Oh, yeah. Yes. One of the most recent ones happened about maybe about a year ago, I was actually going with my husband to his therapist. We were having a little joint session and we were having a little struggle with something. And I was like burying my response to it. And the therapist looked at me and and just said something like, oh, that must have been really hard for you. Like we were talking about this difficulty and it just like cracked me open, Mm. you know, and I just like, yeah, that was hard. (laughs) And I did all the cries and, but was able to put it out there, like, to acknowledge it because of this person's compassionate gaze. And then from there, to move forward, right, and not be stuck in my response to that circumstance, which was less than stellar, right? But have someone say, that circumstance was really difficult, and I I see you in it, and I see that it was hard. It was really transformative and helped me move past the difficulty of the circumstance into forgiveness and freedom and deeper healing. Mm. That's awesome. Which kind of leads to that area of what happens when someone is listened to. Mm-hmm. You know, it 
provides space and room, as you suggested, for someone to crack open and for the Lord to come in, you know, with his healing, his freedom, whatever that might be. It makes me think of the story of the road to Emmaus, because the disciples, they're walking along, and they've just been through something horrific. This man that they thought was going to be the Messiah, the Savior, he's dead, as far as they know. He's dead. And Jesus comes alongside them and asks them what's going on, and they get to tell their story. They get to tell the story of what was going on and how disappointed they were and how all Jerusalem was agog about it. And Jesus listened to them, right? He heard their story. And then he was able to break them out of that small story with the actual facts that they were in the midst of the crux, the very center of the big story, right? As a matter of fact, Jesus is not dead. (laughs) by the way (laughs) surprise and And then speak to them in such a way that their hearts burned within them i just i love that story it's such a great picture of one of the things that happens in an unbound session we come alongside we walk along we listen to the story the crisis the whatever is going on right now but then we have the bigger picture the truth jesus is risen This is going to lead you through into resurrection. I love this story so much. I got so excited when Anne mentioned it before we started recording. Because even now as you're sharing about it, Anne, I'm like, and Jesus was right there. He was like right (laughs) Right there. there. So like if you can imagine that in an Unbound session, like Jesus is right there. Mm -hmm. Or even in our really difficult circumstances, Jesus is right there. Like that's so beautiful. Right. I just love that. That's awesome. And he sees how it all fits. He explained, opened the scriptures to them so that they could see, oh, this had to be so that this could come about. Resurrection couldn't happen without the crucifixion. I just just love that. Yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah, I, I just love that story of Jesus on the road to Emmaus. It's interesting to think about what would have happened if Jesus had judged them or hadn't listened to them in the way that we're discussing today? What do you think would have happened, Anne? It's hard to imagine, right? It is. It is so hard. (laughs) Judgy Jesus. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. (laughs) But when we respond in judgment, it activates shame in people, right? Mm. Like the, well, your example was a little different because she shut down more in lack of trust. But our judgment can cause shame to rise up in people or cause them to not trust us, right? To feel like, oh, this is not a safe place. I can't tell my story. I can't be open here. And that just closes off hearing anything from Mm -hmm. the truth. And they get stuck in their small story. And the irony of it is when we respond out of judgment or fear, we're also stuck in their small story. Right. Right. So we're both stuck in that small story. I'm there in an unbound session to help people grab hold of faith that God is big enough to handle this. And he has handled it through the death and resurrection of his son. And to pull us both out of that small story into the bigger story. God loves you. He's with you. He has a good plan. There's this great quote from Pope Francis in one of the documents, Evangelii Gaudium. I probably said that wrong, but spiritual accompaniment must lead others closer to God. To accompany them would be counterproductive if it became a sort of therapy supporting their self-absorption and ceased to be a pilgrimage with Christ to the Father. That's such a great description of an unbound session. We're on pilgrimage. I'm coming alongside you. In Christ, we're going to go to the Father's house. And because I can see where we're headed, I can see how we're going to get there. Hmm. 
because the Holy Spirit is with us. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is such an incredible model. We talked about the story on the road to Emmaus. I also was thinking and prepping for this podcast about the story of blind Bartimaeus mm -hmm. and how Jesus models for us. He's looking at Bartimaeus mm -hmm. and he says to him, he, he doesn't say you should do this and this. He says, what do you want? Mm -hmm. You know, and he he really makes it about Bartimaeus, you mm -hmm. know, like he really is looking at Bartimaeus. So Jesus really models accompaniment for us. And of course, he leads us to the Father. Of course. Every single time. <laughs> All the time. Never judgy. <laughs> no judgy Jesus here. <laughs> uh, we're grateful. <laughs> so, Anne, just as we are heading into a close right now, what would you want today's listeners to take away from today's podcast about listening? Well, just really giving the person your full attention, having that compassionate gaze of Jesus. And what that really boils down to is knowing your own soul, knowing and having received for yourself the great mercy of God. Because when you know how much you've been forgiven, it's so easy to love others and to not judge them. And knowing that Jesus not only has the power to bring this person to the Father out of their small story into the big story, but that's what he's about. That's what he wants to do, and it's what he is doing. And we have the great privilege of joining him in that. I love that we get to join him. That's so good. Thanks, Anne. Well, could you just take a moment and close us in prayer? Sure. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you gave it all on the cross so that you could rescue all of us from all of it. Thank you that your mercy knows no bounds. Lord, I ask even right now that you would release the grace of conversion and the grace of your compassionate gaze on anyone listening who is trapped in shame or fear or judgment. Thank you that you always, without fail, lead us to the Father. Thank you for giving us the gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your great love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Anne, for joining us today with so much wisdom and depth. So good. Listeners, I hope that you got as much as I did out of today's podcast. I feel like it's such a gift to know how to listen in an Unbound session, but it's, it's a gift and a tool that you can take with you in every relationship. So hopefully you are able to receive a little bit of that today. By the time this podcast drops, we have a couple things going on. This week, Matt is actually at a Karis event in Rome giving a talk so you can keep him in prayer as he is hanging out um, in Rome with some amazing people. And next weekend, I believe it's November 11th, Matt and Jacqueline will be doing a one-day conference in San Francisco, which we're really excited about. So registration for that is still open. You can head over to our website and our events page, and we'll link it in the show notes. If you know someone on the West Coast, send them to an Unbound conference because Matt and Jacqueline want to say hi. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, 
and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20